to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny and your podcast Jedi. I am joined this week not by DPP who is out on a very important assignment putting out fires if you will but I am joined by the MVP the man who mashes his M&Ms because his mama said so. He's a wonderful dad. He's an even better partner in crime on Chair Shot Radio Network. It's Christopher Platt. <sighs> No, no, no. If I wanted to have that, I would have cheered you. Bruh, do I look like I give a damn? Oh, greetings and salutations. You just but cheered yourself. Said, Bruh, do, do, does it look like I give a damn? Mm-hmm. I'm going to toot my own horn. nobody's going to toot it, I'm going to toot my own. So I just, I just did. Yeah, you did. You did. I just I wanted applause, man. I'm a diva. I wanted applause. Let's bring in the third member of the show. I'll take it. None it's other than the phenomenal, funky, and oh-so-fresh the trivia trickster himself, A.J. Velez. Really? You set that up yourself. That wasn't, I had to do that. everybody. Oh. Hey, look at you. Hell yeah. There. Hell yeah. I'm just saying this right now. I got so, me. Not one Stone Cold Broken Skull IPA. Yeah. I got not just two. What? Mm-mm. Not just three. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What? No. I got Let's, four. No. What? Good old Steve Wise no. with me. That's sports fan, huh? No. Yeah. No. Hell yeah. Speaking of Austin, though, head over to the Peacock and check out the WWE section. Austin, his latest guest uh, at the Broken Skull Ranch is Sammy Zayn, and it's a really, really fun one to listen to. Um, a lot of good back and forth about different things wrestling-wise. A lot of great conversation. It made me look at the match that Sammy had with Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania in a completely different light. You guys, listen to the conversation Austin and Sammy have. 
and then go back and watch it. Dude, Sammy took Sammy took chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad, and people popped out of their fucking brains all match long, exactly how they're supposed to. That's his magnum opus, man. Like yeah, seriously, he said it. That, that, that's yeah, it, it really is, man. And you know, being in the building that night, we all popped hard for that, and him being able to. I mean, he said it better than I could have, man. And you paraphrased it, Tony, turning chicken salad from chicken shit. Like, he literally did. Like, that's a testament to how great of a, a wrestler and a worker he is, man. Seriously. Yeah, to me, he is. He's quickly moving up that list of greatest competitors of all time to not win a WWE or a WCW world title. You know, the one of the world WrestleMania era world titles, right? Um,. Yeah, I don't know. Anybody got anything else to add before we get into the show today? Yeah, you just in, increased my list that I haven't even started to put in sequential order, let alone have all the wrestlers on yeah. it. Yeah, so, shout out to the thanks. DWI Top 100 male professional wrestlers all time in the WrestleMania era from any company. This will be starting on the DWI podcast, uh, let me see, one, two, the 9th of September, the first show after Labor Day. We're going to have a really good list from all over the radio network, from the dot-com, so maybe I'll pull a couple people in that I know outside of the network, too. But, uh, AJ, you were going to jump in there. Go ahead. No, this is what pisses me off about wow. Tunny. I apologize, AJ. Just give me a hot second, man. This is what pisses me off about Tunny. Either he'll come up with an idea, or occasionally I'll come up with an idea as well. And I will expressly say, no, I, I don't want to do this shit. Like, here you go, but no, I don't want to do this shit. And this Mellon Farmer, he literally refuses to take no for an answer. I don't even know how I got roped into this. Like, seriously. And I said, no, that's too much, man. I can't do all of that. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yet and still, here I am with a list of 150 wrestlers on a fucking 100 wrestler list or whatever the case may be. I, I have 6,486 wrestlers on my 100 wrestler I list. I basically put yeah. 150 of the top 200 wrestlers of all time on a list and shared it with everybody to start to work with. Like, I did the Anybody hard work. I paid attention to you and your list, man. Uh, I know, the original one I put out there. AJ, please jump in yeah. here or Platt and I will just argue I'm, for I'm the next hour and 40 because... minutes. Because for me, with this top 100, which will be airing next month, like we said, Labor Day, is I I only have about 25 at the moment because it's so hard to just pinpoint and pick. Well, I, I probably have a top <clears throat> 25 right now, and they could move by then. But that's the thing. But... Like, I think the best thing to do, and, and I don't know, everybody's brain works different. Everybody conceptualizes differently, but... The way I did it, you guys seen it. I sent it out to everybody. I was like, hey, I just sat down without coming up anybody's list, and I'm going online. I just wrote down names as they came to my head. It didn't have to be whether they'd make it or not, or if they'd be 98th or they'd be 4th, right? And then I went from that I went from that list of about 150 names because I got some add-ons. I was like, hey, guys, what did I miss here? And people threw out names, and that's great. It's a great way to get the conversation going. From there, I was like, well, let me break it down into 20s. And let's start at the top because it's really hard to start at the bottom and flip back that way. It's easier to start at the top and check names off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to write down the 20 best names. They don't even have to be in order. And I'm just going to start. And then from there, I, who's the next best 20? And then the next best 20. And then after I had that done, then I went back and tried to put those in order. Where some people got moved in and out of different places. But that's just my initial draft. We literally have five weeks until we're going to get this going here. I literally have about four weeks to get my list set. 
I plan on about half hour-ish before every DWI we record for the next four weeks, taking the time to just shuffle that top 100. That's actually a, a good idea you brought up. You you started with your top 20 and then went from there because I, I kind of did what you did. I just, okay, 100 best wrestlers of the last almost 40 years. Well, 35 years? You said WrestleMania era, so what's that about? Right, so 80... 40- the build the Wrestle, yeah, the build the WrestleMania in 1985. So anything in 84 that was working basically around the world, moving into a storyline as we went into 85. That's kind of where we're starting. Well, 40 sounds better than 38, so it's a round, nice round number. You know what I mean? But yeah, and and yeah, I didn't I didn't Google anything. I didn't internet anything. I just. I just jotted down on my paper one to a hundred, and then I proceeded to name a hundred wrestlers that I think were great in that particular era or that time frame, and then I still ended up with a hundred and ten. And now, between our pre-production meeting and and speaking on air, now I'm up to a hundred and twenty. So, well, cool. And the fun, <laughs> the, the interesting thing I did too is I reached out to Andrew Belaz, who to me is probably the foremost like ex, the foremost. Uh, best tool I have for understanding <clears throat> Japanese wrestling, right? So when I reached out to him, I was like, hey, these are the names I like. Who, who am I missing here? And what order would you put them as far as Japanese talent in that, right? And I took his, I took a lot of what he said um, and, and literally dialed it into where he was. But then I took a few names and moved them around to my preference as well. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, What's the newer kind of wrestlers? Like, I don't have a Gargano or a Ciampa or anything on my list like that. Like, newer guys, stuff like that. I don't have them on there, some of those different guys. Um, how many of those guys are going to make it? How many are going to be USA talent? How many are going to be foreign-born? Things of that nature. So, that's going to be really interesting. I think the other thing is, I know it's a pain in the ass to kind of do this. And you do have to put in at least a couple hours to actually make a list that you don't turn in that someday comes out and you look like a fucking idiot. But, you know, because we all make fun of each other. But I think the thing and the funnest thing is going to be when you do come in and you do make that list and it is your list and you really believe in it, comparing it to other people's and comparing it to the overall average as well. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the amalgamation of everything that's come together there. So any last I mean, thoughts? Go lists... ahead, Chris. Give, oh. me your la- Chris, give me your last thoughts and then we'll let AJ give his last thought and then we'll actually get into the DWI 335th edition podcast. Yeah, my bad, man. I didn't you're mean good. to cut you off. Oh, but good. that that's the total point of this list is to spark conversation and controversy because it doesn't matter how well you curate the list, how, how much time, effort, and energy that you put into it. Once it's released, everybody's going to be like, oh, that's bullshit, and this is why. So, yeah, th- th- that's the whole point of these lists, right? And I guess my long-term thing going to let AJ give us the last thoughts here too is every five years you can – Here's here's addendum one to the top 100 in five years, right? Because things change a little bit. Any people move up? Like a lot of guys I have on this list are going to be way higher or significantly higher on it by the end of their career. Go ahead, AJ. Finish this conversation. I mean, it's going to be very interesting because one of the main things, like like we just alluded to, was I I asked the question of is this going to be completely worldwide or centric to WWE? And we said worldwide. So to me, there are so many worldwide. (laughs) There are so many Japanese wrestlers that matter. 
There's also a bunch of people from the Puerto Rican side with, uh, I forget what Carlos Colon's um, company was called off the top of my head. But his his company, there's a bunch of British wrestlers that are also very, very big, especially nowadays. Platinum, yes, Platinum. WCC, I think it was. Or, yeah, I think it's WCC. it was either WCC or WWC. Yeah. The Puerto Rican territory, for those that don't know. We're referring to Cologne. He owned the Puerto Rican territory. Correct. Or, so or that, still does, as a matter of fact. He does still own it. Yeah, he yeah, still. Yeah. Uh, to, my, to my knowledge, he still does. But, like, people of that, people in Japan, in different parts of Japan, like Noah, like, oh, God, I can hear the Andrew in my voice when I say that. Like, the pro wrestling Noah, the uh, all Japan, New Japan. Heck, we could even throw in like Wrestle One or something to that effect too, because I'm I'm not giving a number for people that are in here, but the one person that came into my mind that people might not know was Masahiro Chono. Masahiro Chono, everyone knows. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who Chono is, or if not, the Yakuza kick as a move. He is actually the person that brought the NWO to the states. He had that mafia stable, and it was the New World Order. It was New World Order Japan. And that is what influenced the New World Order as it is now. And it just became adopted, and he joined the New World Order. So, like like I said, Chono's one. Uh, you can give the Four Pillars of Heaven for Japan. There, there are so many names, even nowadays with Nakamura and Okada and maybe even Tanahashi, that you can throw in there from Japan, from any of those promotions, and make a statement. For sure, and that's like Platt said, it's it's all going to spark debate because everybody's got their own different niche. So basically, it's going to basically show what kind of perspective you're getting from the chairshot.com and chairshot radio network and, and, a, and a few of their key contributors uh, in addition. So I'm looking forward to it. Feel these nipples. Um, I'm excited, but uh, for now you're listening to the 335th edition of the DWI podcast. We shall return in uno momento, por favor. Gracias. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Well, we're waiting. Uh, and sadly, because he's still moving and has a bunch of things going on, I hope that everything goes well for Dan. I'm going to run solo <laughs> with these sheets one more time. Before hopefully, we get to the sheets, just for fact checking, Carlos Colon's uh, promotion <laughs> out in or territory out in Puerto Rico is w- the WWC. And again, for those that don't know, Carlos Colon is actually the father of former WWE, WWE superstar. Carlito. Yeah. That that's not cool. It actually is cool. This week on the three hundred and thirty fifth edition of the DWI podcast, we will review SummerSlam. There is trivia because I haven't been informed otherwise. Um I think that's just kind of what we do. If there's not gonna be trivia, he'll say there's no trivia. Otherwise, usually if if, if AJ's yeah. on, there's gonna be yeah. trivia. There's gonna be trivia. I do believe 
I do believe that we're going to actually halt trivia for the 100th, uh, for the one uh, top 100, correct? Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. How, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how light the wrestling side of things is from week to week. How's that sound? Um, you know what? This maybe is really. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, man. You know, hindsight being the best vision. This is probably some shit we should have done like post mania, because there's a law. In, in wrestling after Mania before we get to SummerSlam? Yeah, but there's also a, in the bank. there's a lull in wrestling in, for SummerSlam because the thing that we look forward to the most, look forward to being a giant operative word, is Survivor Series. Mm-mm. No, but we got Clash in the Castle. We got Jam in the Sand 8. We're still workshopping titles for that, by the way. Jam in and the then Sand Survivor Series. 8. Get up. This one I, I really wish it would be in Kuwait because Battle of Kuwait is just perfect. You know, let's move it out of Jeddah. Just for one. All right. This week on the DWI podcast, we're going to review SummerSlam. We got trivia, like I said. We're going to get to the Tintillating episode, season three, episode eight, the tape, Seinfeld. Some really interesting story coming out of This is a kind of a different episode than we've had since the beginning of Seinfeld, in my opinion. There's a little bit of different mixes up in there. So. Gentlemen, I don't know. Would you both like to yell at me and tell me to ring the bell? Platt, uh, may, may, may I do it? Because you always do it, and I feel like I need to give... I, 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 with all the guests, and you, you even said... You took too long. Ring the bell. Ring the bell! Nah, nah, I got it in yeah, first. I had already acquiesced. Yeah, yeah you, you filibuster in it on this motherfucker, man. I like, I ain't got to go pick my woman up like, I gotta go pick my woman up in an hour and a half from the uh, train station. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's why he's crabby, because not drinking. Shut up. <laughs> I'm drinking, I just can't get drunk. <laughs> Fucking, hey, babe, I ordered you an Uber. <laughs> you told me to pick you up. I thought you meant in, like, the, you know. In style, it's the, it's the, it's the deluxe, you know I mean? <laughs> It's the XL. Like, what the fuck? I mean, you got the kid at home with you right now? Yeah, but mom's here. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, maybe mom yeah. goes to pick her up. <laughs> Mom ain't drove in 15 years, man. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> the show. All right, gentlemen, SummerSlam. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, I mean... Uh, there were a few things that weren't the greatest thing I'd ever seen, but all in all and all together and, and a few different matches, I was so entertained and I had a great time. I said 8.25 out of 10 initial reaction. That's a pretty <sighs> fucking high. I, go ahead, AJ. You, you didn't, what didn't you like overall? I mean, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kind of go, we're going to kind of go down match for match, but like what, what, uh, what bothered you? Nothing actually bothered me. I mean, the Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey match kind of bothered me, but that's about the only match that yeah, truly, you, truly bothered me. Well, what kind of expectations did you have for that wrestling extravaganza? I mean, come on, exactly. Liv, Liv Morgan's horrible. It, it, it's it, it's like Malcolm in the Middle when the the little kid had his birthday party, and he looks at everyone and says, "I expected nothing, and I'm still disappointed." No, nah, you were expecting Luthez versus Carl Gotch apparently in the Women's Championship match. But all right. I, the reason why I grunted is you gave it an eight point two five. I mean, it, fucking... 
on the on the Andrew and Patrick O'Dowd rating scale. She uh, fuck cagematch.net has it at 7.48 and that's what the ratings I actually look at. If you've never been to cagematch.net, it's a great website. It's a German website. It has every wrestling match almost ever in the, like put a wrestler in and you give their ma- it's it's phenomenal. People vote on the matches. Um, you get the times and everything for them. So yeah. I always plug cagematch.net. But with the matches, a lot of them, I'm not going to lie, were great. They it, they almost exceeded expectations. I mean, I knew Logan Paul and The Miz was actually going to be a good match. Uh, Lashley, in theory, that is just formulaic for everything involving money in the bank, in my opinion. Where the money in the bank holder is very weak and gets shout defeat out, after defeat after defeat. Shout out to... Uh... Joey Bag of Donuts, or no, no, shout out, so I've had, shout out to DJ from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast who said that I think uh, Theory's going to get the uh, Hurt Lock, definitely. So, that was a great prediction. Um, the Mysterios and Judgment Day, mm. the, the, the Mysterios needed something. They did. That's my feeling on it. And then we got the return of Edge. I called that. Amazing. I, we knew it was going to happen. But I called it. I call it, and then you go, we knew. What the fuck is I mean, that? Yeah. Because we knew, motherfucker. Goddamn. I call it, and you're like, oh, yeah, we made a great call there. And I'm like, no, I made a great call. Bitch-ass Tony. <laughs> no. Bitch-ass so. Tony. I don't think no, so. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But the McAfee match. McAfee. Goddamn. Motherfucker. McAfee is... What was what was Mickey Mouse? Oh, here's a little pre-trivia for you. What were Mickey Mouse's first words? Goddamn, motherfucker! <laughs> no. <laughs> Two words. Uh, Two words. I'm hungry. Nope. No, I, I I know it, but I it escapes me. Huh? I feel like I've heard it. <laughs> you said words, sir. I know, I know. The action are the words. First he went, huh? He so he goes, huh? Those aren't words, sir. But it's see, he gets what I'm doing because he goes. If those are words, my boy been talking. Yes, about yes, he got it. He got it because go, 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 of the act. You got it? it because of this, didn't you? Say it again. Hot dog. Hot dog. I'm gonna mute my mic down. <laughs> That's all it took, I guess, was Mickey Mouse's first words to make Platt shut up. <laughs> Look at his laugh. He can't drink. He's going to spit it out his nose. Look at that. <laughs> Look at him go. All right. Let's get down to it. Uh, Bianca Belair takes care of Becky Lynch. Platt, are you finally satisfied with this story arc? <laughs> it's not even the same story at this point, man. Now I... it's the Becky Lynch redemption tour, which well, they're telling this story man. better than they did the Bianca Belair redemption tour. Let me, let me ask the more important question because we've been impressed with these two having matches. Like they they, mm-hmm. they put on great matches like Seth and Roman do with top talent, right? And when they have great matches together. So I brought this up and it just hit my mind is that okay, she's legit going to be out for some shoulder stuff, right? Apparently yeah. so, yes. Do they just have another baby right away? If 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 they want to have a second kid, does she just say, all right, you know what? Royal Rumble yeah, but 20... But oh, Royal... Royal well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Royal Royal Rumble 2024, I'll be back. And if they want to have two... and that, I mean, that's like... Think about it, though. Like, if she's going to be out anyway... Otherwise, if they... I mean, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking if, she, if they want to have another kid. So, like, don't be 
surprised if she's not back till Royal Rumble 2024. Now, no, go, now I'll go ahead and tell her I'm crazy. Now tell me I'm crazy. You're crazy. But the storyline is her not versus Ronda, and that's going to be the female main event at WrestleMania out in L.A. That's what they're building towards. Man, she's going to win the Rumble. She just made her face turn. Ronda Rousey just made her heel turn. That's where they're going, man. She's not about to get knocked up right now while she's rehabbing her shoulder because she's about to make a big-ass payday versus Ronda Rousey at Mania 39. I mean, how much more money do those two need? They could retire tomorrow, stay on good terms with WWE, and be Legends Contracts millionaires for the next 25 years. That's great, but they also had to pay off that storyline, and it's never really been paid off. That's a five, what, five, six years in the making at this point? Or by the time 39 comes around? AJ? I think this is all incredibly – that that's a weird time to have a second kid. Do I think that it's going to be her versus Ronda and Ronda puts her in an arm bar for the, for the payback match of Mania? It's plausible. It could happen. I'm not denying that. But the problem with that is if she actually does have a shoulder injury, you have to write that shoulder injury and make it, it sold, sold – Shoulder injury. We're live, everybody. I I have never muted anyone on this show, but you're getting real close. (laughs) As you can see, this is my first IPA. This is my first Steve. Well, maybe you should drink faster. I know sometimes I stutter when I'm sober. Yeah. So that would mean that she would be out for a longer period of time, and maybe that's time for a kid. But doing a surgery while having a kid—that just seems like. That seems like it'll complicate the body more. Yeah, well, when everything's a pain in the ass, what's the difference? All right, gentlemen, Logan Paul, how impressed are you guys with Logan Paul? And now he announces he's going back to box when we all thought, hey, this is a great time to become a full-time WWE performer, at least all the way through Mania. No, he, I don't think he was ever going to be full-time, man. That schedule is, is super strenuous, especially considering they're back on the road now. He doesn't have to do that full time. He's making plenty of money. He's doing this because he enjoys to do it. And it just so happens that he's great at it. I still say put a belt on that melon farm. I'm not saying I want him to be world champion or, you know, the throne Roman Reigns and nothing like that. But put a belt on this melon farmer. You got to be full time to do that. US title or something. No, you don't. Ask Brock Lesnar or TV Roman wise, Reigns at about least. that. No, you don't. Ask Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. That precedent has been set, sir. And that, and frankly, you just compared that's another way. That's you just compared Logan eat. Paul to Lesnar and Reigns. Yeah, you did. No, 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 Don't do that. Don't twist my words. Well, no, you did. You did. No, you said it. Yeah, you said part time like Lesnar or Reigns. You said he can do part time like Lesnar. That's what you said. No, no, no. AJ, did he say that? AJ, I said. I said the precedent has been set that the champion doesn't have to be there all the time and can be part-time. And you could play that into the gimmick. He's off doing his podcast or he's fighting whoever the fuck he can find to fight and he brings out the U.S. title or the IC title and whatever. Like, you could play that into the character. I'm not comparing him with those guys. All I'm saying is the precedent has been set that the champions don't always have to be there. Guys like Lesnar and Reigns. Guys who are yes. like not Lesnar and Reigns he, need to fucking not. be there. And he's not Lesnar and Reigns, and therefore that's the comparison that you made. Never made the comparison. Oh, the my God, people. Never made the comparison. He never man. said it. He never made the no. comparison of it. No. He said that he's a part-timer like they are because the title, mm-hmm. as we know, because of the soldier, 
Fuck, I can't even... T Word of the day, everybody! Hoorah! The, the you were trying to have my back, though. I appreciate it, for what it's worth. The injury that Roman had proved that he didn't need to be on the show at all times, and that can cause friction, that can cause storyline. Lesnar, we all know Lesnar is just an entire attraction. What I'm going to say, and I'm going to agree with Platt on something else here, and this is how they can do this so intelligently, in my opinion. This is going to be booking by the phenomenal kid. Put the 24-7 title on him. We know it's a joke. We know that it's a dumb gimmick. Well, he can get it over. That's a social media beneficiary, right? Exactly. He could. He could. You can put yeah, that belt good. over. You can go into more social media. You can go into more people that are interested in wrestling, whether it be a football player like we did when Gronk was out there. We can go into basketball players. We can go into d different types of sports because I know WWE is also being very <laughs> handsy with the NIL uh, stuff as well. Yes, and apparent, yeah, apparently oh. a couple NIL guys got a little too handsy as well, and they're in trouble. But um, Ooh, we're not yeah. going there. Uh, but no. can you imagine uh, Logan Paul? Because apparently right now he's got the biggest podcast in the world. Can you imagine our troops showing up to his podcast dressed like a janitor or some shit and, and trying to sneak the 24-7 title from him? And how that may blow up social media. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I like your idea, AJ Kid. There's plenty of ways that Logan Paul can be this this social media presence. Hey, Zack Ryder had his internet championship. This is basically how you make the 24/7 title an internet championship. You bring more eyes to the product by having Logan Paul do all this stuff. You have WWE supporting. And he's huge. He's huge. Shout out to Cleveland's own. But yeah, he 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 more than acquitted himself in this match. And shout out to the Miz, too, because I mean this dude is clearly a novice. This is, was only his second match ever. He had to have a dance partner. And you know, the Miz gets a lot of flack about his style because he's not indie-rific, but I mean, how many guys work that WWE style better than Miz? He's hardly ever injured. And, yeah, he's making bank. Plus, shout out to Maurice and, uh, what, Hannity and Combs, uh, Siskel and Ebert, Key and Peele. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down here. Platt, your voice came into my mind instantaneously, and I was like, damn, them things them are thangin'. Things was thangin'. <laughs> <laughs> DP be ringing the bell. Um, all right. There's no need to talk about Lashley in theory. That was under five minutes. There's no need to talk about Liv and Ronda. That was under five minutes. We've hit the first two matches of the night that were excellent. I was pretty disappointed. I mean, I mean, it was okay. The Mysterios and Judgment Day. I was hoping either Ray or Dominic would turn on their family, but maybe that's down the line. Go ahead, AJ. I got to unmute yourself, though. Ah, yeah, that that would be a good idea. But, like, basically turn on the other and, and make a story out of that. And Maybe we get that Dom, moving towards WrestleMania. Maybe we get that, like, maybe, starting at the Royal Rumble. Or, 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 yeah. But starting one there. thing, the I'd one to, thing... I'd love to see that program. Sorry. The one thing that bothers me with all of this is it's became apparent that Dominic is about as green is this bottle of yingling here is he not getting the training he needs
leads because they're making money off of the name and him being up there. Because honestly, the thing that stands out to me the most isn't the fact that he like he's getting better slowly in the ring. He is, but like physically, he doesn't seem to be putting in the effort physically unless he's trying to be a big guy. Because if you're trying to be bigger, you don't necessarily lose the weight. You turn it into muscle. But I don't see a ton of muscle either there. <laughs> I mean, money-wise, he's doing the best thing for him, and Ray is like dad of the year because you got your kid making, you know, main roster money. So shout-out to that. In terms of his in-ring, he's a good-looking young man. He's handsome. That haircut's not doing him any favors. And I think I've said this before on these airwaves, man. He's just – he's not very athletic. Not only is he not very athletic, he's got – big shoes to feel like his dad is a legitimate goat a legitimate legend is and that, he, he doesn't have the athleticism of his dad i think we can all agree on that is that maybe why they haven't done the the turn yet because he'd really be showing his ass yeah and i don't think he can survive without his well dad. you the know thing, what I mean? but that's not, why not i yet. said that's why i say he turns on his dad and joins judgment day like there is where he can learn and away from his dad he can learn to work big with priest and he can learn to work great with Finn, you know. And he also could probably learn a few things from Rhea as far as getting over I'm a sure persona. Well, you know, I mean, I would love to teach Rhea, by the way, teach Rhea by a few the way, things myself. Rhea Ripley is I guarantee you, if I was, savage. hey, hey, let me just pop you guys quick. If I was dating Rhea Ripley, I'd have to drink cranberry juice a lot. Hey, pop. <laughs> little insider baseball, ladies and gentlemen. But, but no, he's in a good position, you know, financially. But in terms of learning the craft, I don't know if he has. Like, he could talk pretty well. And it's still so early in his development, man. So I don't want to write the young man off, man. And I think it's a great story as well. He's just the, – his moves in the ring, they're very robotic. Like, he's just not the best athlete I don't know. I don't think getting away from his dad is going to help him. Not at this point. I think he kind of needs his dad as a crutch until he's able to stand on his own. What I'm going to say with this, and it's going to be another DWI joke reference, is how everything is with Dominic Mysterio, with Ray and everything. Yeah, he needs he needs Ray as a crutch for the moment. Maybe they get something going where Edge is not edge gets involved not, not not what i'm getting at here this is gonna be a you really bad the, joke you want another dwi reference joke here i'm gonna pull kyle petty out of my ass because dominic mysterio is kyle petty to richard petty here yeah, yeah you kind of you had a lot you should have just no. done it right away you kind of yeah. drugged that one out but 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 you, you make a <laughs> solid point though as he picks up Lakers. his phone damn it andrew they never sell any of my jokes no he, he it, <laughs> i mean it, it you was, don't you, you, I mean, you didn't Fuck land. Fuck you! It, but you, you had the best, one of the best endings in DWI history. I put you over so big. But you make a good point. Like you didn't land the joke, but you make a good point. Like look at the NBA summer league. Shaq's kid and Pippen's kid were on the Lakers. They're probably not gonna make the squad. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's kid played basketball. Michael Jordan's kids played basketball. Like Dominic has some big shoes to fill, man. Fill, man, and it, it's very difficult for the uh, the, the 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 new and improved. To, to pass the predecessor when the predecessor was so great. So keep getting them checks, Dom. Keep getting them checks, bro. McAfee. Yeah, I mean, he's still ahead. getting it. Finish it, yeah. No, no, just, he's still getting the money. Right. No, I yeah, I hear you. Uh, McAfee Corbin. I, I, it was good. 
I, I expected a little bit more, but I just, I don't know. I Was that a big enough name for McAfee? I expected a little bit more, but then I had to think about it, and this was McAfee's, what, fourth match? So, I, you know, our expectations, because we love McAfee so much, and he's so fucking awesome, and he's done so well previously, and he's reinvigorated not only SmackDown, but Michael Cole. So we, I think our expectations might have been a little too high for this. But overall, though, I, I, it wasn't bad, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. I was entertained by the match. It, you know, was it Flair Steamboat in 89? Of course not. But it was cool for what it was. Yeah, it was, it was a good match for everything with everyone involved. I'm saying maybe they could have leaned more into the whole Colts thing more because they were technically teammates in 2009. Excuse me. But... Like there, there's history there. You have to kind of dig for the history, but there is history there. And all in all, it 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 was a good match. It was. It worked out for everybody. Pat McAfee is by far the greatest thing that going right now in WWE currently. I disagree. I'm only saying it because I would say the Tribal Chief. But he had to take it, like his months off to heal up and everything. That that's just me. That's my opinion. But McAfee can talk. He can wrestle. He can work. He can do everything. He is what people should be doing in wrestling. Let's move on like this. Do you want Corey Graves versus Pat McAfee at WrestleMania? Yes or no? Will we get Corey Graves versus Pat McAfee? Yes or no? Two words. Answer. Christopher Platt. Yes and no. AJ? I'm drinking Stone Cold IPA. Hell yeah! It's supposed to be like a yes and yes or a okay, no and no. Okay, that's one answer. Yes and no or a no <laughs> and yes. It ties together. It ties together. All right, I think it's. I think he, I think he wants it and he thinks we're going to get it. That's where I'm at as well. Usos, Street Profits. What would you think, AJ? I thought if there was going to ever be a time that you turn the Street Profits and break them up, even though I don't want that to happen, that was then. That death glare that Montez did when they lost was picture perfect. That's Hunter that was fucking per- with you. That is Hunter fucking with you, yes. But the other thing is that was so picture perfect where it just looked like the glass shattered in his head of I can't fucking do this with this person. I'm done. Like that that was perfect acting. It's coming. I mean, if you guys saw Monday Night Raw, it's it's coming. It's it's a slow bubble, but they're going to get there. But shout out to the winner of the weekend and I don't know if we're going to get into you know his other contribution to this wrestling weekend, but Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett won the weekend, guys. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow, and I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. J E double F J A double R E double T Jarrett ain't that great? Best worker in the history. Christopher Platt and AJ Blaz will now be appearing on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast where they love to talk about Jeff Jarrett and grabbing the money bag nonstop. 
Oh, come okay. on, man. I'm not the first person that brought up that Jeff Jarrett was the greatest worker in the history of the industry and it had nothing to do with his in-ring ability. I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling straws out my ass. Go ask our commander-in-chief about that, about me and my Jeff Jarrett love. Now it's a thing. But I was I was on that bandwagon by myself for the longest time, me and Karen. Karen and I, rather. We were on there. It was just us looking at her back when she had her, her regular lips. Choke on that, slap nut. Okay. Sure. Uh, let's get into it. Roman Reigns defending his WWE like Universal feels like. title match. Last man standing. Why was so mad all the time. Nobody Brock, even wanted to give him his prop. Brock, Chris, know, you're right? amazing. What Chris. the hell? Um, don't patronize me, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, lot of million dollar companies get patronized. All right, so, so y'all come patronize IGC Consulting because I'm so goddamn amazing. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Guys, Brock walks out when Vince retires and he goes, I'm not coming back unless we can bring in some of my farm equipment for the match at SummerSlam. <laughs> I, I was going to say, a fucking compactor or a backdozer in like sin. This is how we're going to I I thought that somehow Roman was going to figure out how to use that and pin Brock down with it, but what Brock did in lifting up the ring was so cool. And Roman selling, rolling, running down that ring was, I mean, he did a good job of it. Like, I'm watching it. Granted, I'm drinking, but, like, it, it was believable to me as a wrestling fan and a fan of WWE since the middle 80s when I could comprehend what I was watching on television. So... Uh, the whole show I loved. This match all the way through was excellent. You knew Roman was coming out of it, but they still did a great job of telling a beautiful story. I love it. I'm I'm here for all of it, and I like that Hunter didn't decide to try to make too big of a splash. He just put on a really good fucking show. I don't want to be too hyperbolic in uh, praising the Hunter error of WWE because I, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Sure, I agree. And, and I just said compliment, commented on one thing, you know. But I agree. And, 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 I, I just want to agree with your point, though, and I'll be quiet now. No, you're good, bro. And it's going to take a while before we see, you know, massive sweeping changes. Like, that's just how that works in that corporate environment. But this particular match, if this wasn't a throwback to the Attitude Era, like y'all couldn't see this match being somewhere between uh, 1997 be the right now. and 2000, like it was such a throwback, and I appreciated it for what it was. It was a, a shit show. It was a spectacle. But overall, with this match and with the pay-per-view itself, man, I was thoroughly, thoroughly sports entertained. Even I was sports entertained on Sunday too, but I don't know if we're going to get into that. Have time to get into that? I'm going to say this because they they made it different with the ring getting lifted up. Also, to everyone on social media that said, "Oh well, too bad with all those people that got to just see under the ring." No, they did. They saw a lot more. They did. Uh, I'm pretty sure our. Fierce boss, our, our amazing boss, Greg DeMarco, even has screenshots of things that happened there with people that were there. Not the point. The one thing is, that was an amazing match, in my opinion. 
I like how they even alluded to it and even made reference to Heist of the Century when Theory came out. Yep. Theory, Theory, in my opinion, also did something insanely fucking stupid where he domes Roman Reigns, but you don't dome Brock Lesnar? What? What, what, what do we talk about here, AJ? This is a, a PG but, show, bro. <laughs> shut the fuck up. This is a PG show. But, but... Austin Theory runs out. His his team hits. He has a referee on him. He has the briefcase. Cracks it over Roman's head. Goes to the referee to try to cash it in. And Brock was already standing and picked him up for an F5. You would think, I'm going to bean the hell out of Roman Reigns. I'm going to dome freaking Brock Lesnar every now and again. And then I'm going to cash in, and then that's how a proper cash-in looks of someone who looks strong. In my opinion, that just made Theory look stupid. That's just me, man. He's growing still, so that's why you can expect a long hold of this money in the bank. I think we can can expect that. Platt, do me a favor. Fingers crossed. Do me a favor. Tell everybody about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, and then instantly take us into your appreciation for the pay-per-view known as Ric Flair's last match. Hey, man, it's groovy like a 10-cent movie. And let me tell you something else. If popcorn was a penny, I'd be mad I didn't get any. But you've got plenty. And all you've got to do to support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot let your fingers do the walking on the worldwide wobbly wonderful web it's only three w's i know i gave you five because i love you so much and i'm that goddamn live but again pro forward slash the chair shot we have something that you're going to absolutely adore i guarantee you we've got things like save tag team wrestling tam team wrestling is a bit of a renaissance right now between ftr the usos the street profits and many many other cool tag teams tag team wrestling is back on the rise if you enjoy tag team wrestling as much as i do i grew up loving it i love that shit support it right hashtag journalism you want to rally against the Meltzers and the sean ross saps and the brian alvarez and whomever the fuck out here man or even the mainstream the fox news no idea those people were the msnbc's or whatever man if you're sick and tired of your journalists being kayfabe, you know what? Rally against the machine. And nothing says death to communism or capitalism like a good old-fashioned dose of capitalism fighting fire with fire. Hashtag journalism. Personally, my favorite new shirt on the site is Nefarious Means, and if you know, you know, okay? For those that understand, there's no... No, for those that don't get it, there's no explanation possible. For those that do, there's no explanation necessary. So again, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. You'll be supporting the movement. That's right, folks, because we are the chairshot.com. We are not just a website. We're a movement. And speaking of moving... You know what? I, I just want to say, you know which one I like better that's really close to what you said is uh, um, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. Touché. And also, I'm going to say this. Oh, boy. When you do listen to it in the morning, you got a little limited time here. There's a promo code for 20% off the wrestling merch for summertime on ProWrestlingTees.com. Why are you punishing yourself? What are you doing? Tapping the clock because it's oh, a race against like the clock. A... When you hear it, you got about five hours for that stuff. You look like a nun's so, finger banging you. 
That's hilarious. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com. It more be like the priest, but that's neither here nor there. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com for slash an chair shot. The wrist, Pick up though. an official chair shot t-shirt. And the clock is ticking, so you better get the sticking and stick the landing by typing in the promo code SUMMERTIME, as AJ says. And goddamn white folks, y'all really are mad at Will Smith because I haven't heard summertime this whole summer. So, but again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promo code summertime. Please and thank you, thank you. And please, speaking of summertime, it's turning into autumn Aww. on the career of arguably the GOAT, one of the greatest of all time. And if you were sports entertained Saturday, that led into Sunday, which was in I the same vicinity. That I will never retire! Please do after that match. Woo! The nature boy, Ric Flair, had his, in quotation marks, last match on Sunday. You heard AJ's thoughts. Uh, let, let's go ahead, man. What, yeah, AJ, go ahead, man, since you said some shit. What, what were your thoughts? Did you watch the entire show, and, and what did you think? I did not watch the entire show, sadly, because I, I wanted to, but I was doing other things. But the, the the thing was, I did watch it. I did read it. This is going to sound very screwed up with what I'm about to say. I popped for the fact that Ric Flair actually faked a heart attack to thumb in, <laughs> to thumb in the eye Jeff Jarrett or Jay Lethal. I don't remember Jay who Lethal. Did it. It, was, it was Jay but Lethal. But he actually faked a heart attack so he can get a cheap shot. That's what popped me the most there. But Dirtiest player in the game, brother. Hello, dead air. What what the hell is happening? But but like, I just, I I just didn't like the finish only because yes, he won with a figure four, but you could tell he 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 was gassed. He was done with the entire match. He couldn't pick himself up really. It wouldn't and even do that. It, it wouldn't even gas though, man. Because if you go back and and rewatch it. As soon as the bell rings, and Andrade, his his son-in-law, goes to pick him up, you can literally see Ric Flair, Rick mouthing the words, "I passed out." Yeah, yeah. He could, it, he's <laughs> seventy. He's seventy-three years old, and he went for twenty, twenty-five minutes somewhere around there. I don't remember the exact. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be gassed. He's he's gonna basically pass out from exhaustion, which is what he did. Any unless we forget he has a pacemaker too. But listen, so uh, first off, I was looking forward to this card coming into it, man. The card I thought was underwhelming. The lucha match was probably the best match on the undercard, but none of the other matches, including the lucha match, they just didn't get enough time. And I think that's because they wanted to make sure that they gave uh, the the main event as much time as they possibly could. The crowd was hot as fish grease. And listen, man, Ric Flair, he's a 73-year-old man with a pacemaker that almost died twice in the last six years. Nobody was expecting 89 Flair. Like, but for what we got, I was sports entertained. It was cool. Shout out to Def Jarrett. I said he was the MVP of the weekend, and he was also the MVP of this match. He came out, and that melon farmer had his working boots on. And listen, kids, I'm not talking about 350 or 450 splashes or or her karatas no, or no, you're talking about you're talking about that. ring chemistry, some ring psychology, some chain wrestling. I'm t- I'm not even talking about that, Junior. 
I'm talking about some good old fashioned Southern wrestling. I love it. I love that shit. I grew up watching that shit. That's my bag, baby. I was a Crockett baby. I was an NWA baby. I was a WCW baby, man. I loved it. The way that he interacted with the crowd, the way he played the chicken shit heel, took his powders and whatnot. His wife got in on the act. He was pushing the fans. They were snatching signs and ripping them up and everything. He played it to a tilt, man. It was a masterclass on how to be an old-fashioned Southern wrestling heel. And he did everything he had to do. Because, obviously, it's a 73-year-old man with a pacemaker that almost died twice in the last six years. There were going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors in this match. It, it was what it was. And Andrade and Jay Lethal, like, if you would have just let them go out and have that 27 minutes, they could have put on a, a match of the year candidate. But it wasn't about them. It was about Ric Flair. So they couldn't, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they couldn't do what they could do to overshadow what it was. Was it a shit show? Yes, but it was also a spectacle. And this is what wrestling is all about. And he's fine. He did pass out. Of course, he bladed because it's Ric Flair. So you knew he was going to blade. But yeah, overall, man, I, I knew what I was getting into when I went into it, man. And I, I was sports entertained this entire weekend. So shout out to Ric Flair. Now go sit your ass down somewhere. I'm hoping you made, you cashed out. Because y'all y'all tried to monetize this this thing every way you possibly could. So I hope you cashed out. You're good. Go sit your ass down somewhere, bro. All thoughts. right. AJ, All last, right, dead air. Last I thoughts, AJ? My thoughts. I'm, I'm going to watch the card. I'm going to watch the entire card because there were some good matches that I do want to see. Some tag team wrestling. The Guns and the Wolves. Jacob Fatu versus Josh Alexander. Yeah. Oh, like, Fatu is amazing, and I still want to drink a beer with him. He is amazing, and uh, none of those matches were bad. It's just they didn't give them enough time to really stretch their legs out and, and do what they needed to do with the undercard. That, that, that's yeah. all. No, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. I, I'm not, I was not expecting, you know, Topic on Heos and Suicidas and all that shit with the Ric Flair match, even though apparently Ric Flair wanted to fucking do that and Charlotte he had did to want to do no. a Tope Suicido and his daughter had to say Fuck yeah, no he would have no. committed Suicido no. if that happened no. we couldn't even get a, a superplex spot because they wanted to do a super or not a superplex, you know how Rick does the bump and then he goes to the top rope and then he gets yeah. uh, gorilla slammed off, they couldn't even do that, so his big bump was the uh, was the suplex and then he proceeded not to get up off the mat for like the next 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but literally it was about the next five or 10 minutes. He didn't get off the mat. Even even um the, the finish with the figure four, like he didn't get off the mat. He, for for yeah. what it's worth, it was a match that we were expecting. It couldn't have been better, maybe, probably. No, possibly. it couldn't have been better. And it did but, what it needed to do. But it did what it needed to do. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 335th edition of DWIII. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. Don't you fucking dare. Oh, wait. Oh, I split them. It's okay. <laughs> All right, come on, AJ. No, we, we can do it no, together. No, 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 we can do it together. No, 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 no. For those 
the fifth seed. I, I crashed my beers together. We can do it together. Like Are you ready? Like Stone Cold Steve Austin. One, two, I don't do that three. Anymore. Y'all do that. I'm telling the story. Last time I did that, swear to God, this is a true story, man. I was in college. Granted, I've been drinking a lot, but I did the Stone Cold thing. And by the end of the night, I ended up fighting my best friend. I threw my woman out the house. I pushed my roommate into a speaker, and he poked a hole through a speaker, and we're not friends anymore to this day. And the coup de grace, I punched my hand through the kitchen window. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to lie. I so, just, trivia. I, I just stone cold bash for everybody in the call. I may or may not have made a mess, but I don't care. It's easy to clean. So trivia. Oh, I forgot. I got into a fight with a, a frat guy at, at the party, and it wasn't even a fight. Like I was in the middle of the dance floor, and, and you know, you were, we were, you, you're like a mosh pit. You're white guys, so like a mosh pit type of thing, but black you're folks. white guy. You're white guys, me, but mosh. And he pushed me in, okay. you know. So I pushed him back, and he punched me in the face, and I, I didn't feel a thing. It was he, he's like a half inch, half foot taller than me. But as soon as I get punched, everybody and their mama want to jump on me and throw me out the party. But that's neither here nor there. I all said right. all that to say right. I don't so, do so, the Stone so Cold trivia. anymore. I don't do it. Welcome to Christopher so Flat self uh, so we're, 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 self psychological. We're gonna do trivia. I'm gonna need to get a new shirt and trip. everything. Anyway, Platt, since you rambled on on that one, and I'm not gonna lie off that. Tony, one, two, or three. Uh, always start with number one. Wow, so it wasn't the story wasn't even uh, memorable or yeah. Or even, um, oh no 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 no. The, the, the story was the, the story was absolutely amazing, and I'm not gonna discredit that. I'm not. But we have a lot of stories. But we also stuff. know that we but, have time constraints. But another reason we get along, we have a lot of stories from our early 20s that sound a lot alike. Man, I can't <laughs> wait till we actually get together and call, toss a few back and can tell some of those stories face to face. Because there's some stories I can't even tell on air. Uh, listen, you need you need to. You, I'm telling you, you got to come up to the Dells next uh, summer. Next summer. We're thinking about it. Amber's on board because she knew what the Dells was. I had never heard of the Dells, but she was familiar. Yeah. All right, so the first question, and we're no longer doing SummerSlam trivia, so it's going to be off-the-wall stuff maybe, too. I'll volunteer, I'll volunteer DP's house for you guys to stay at, and then we'll all write out, <laughs> and then we'll all, and then we'll all write out to, we'll all write out to the Dells together, the five of us. How's that sound? <laughs> what championship was Edge's first championship? Oh. In WWE? In WWE, yes. I guess technically there's a third. Well, it depends on the year because there could have still been a European championship. There could have been a hard championship. That was the third, Dick. There could have been the IC. There could have been a bunch of different things. You're not helping. You're only hurting. I know. I changed my answer because of what he did. Oh, sorry. There you go. Tony says the tag titles. Platt says the Intercontinental Championship, which is the correct answer. He won it actually SummerSlam 2001. Hey! Okay. Wait, 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 wait. SummerSlam 2001. No, they won mm-hmm. the tag titles before that. Yeah, they had a TLC match or a table they didn't, ladders they, match. 
tag title they won that they won all the the, they won all the big matches they won all the big matches in uh at wrestlemania 17 yeah it's the tag titles (laughs) yeah Yeah, so it's the tag titles my my source told me wrong bastards fucking dpp it's a plat two or three get a point though Mm because plus i was honest i should get a point for being no it's the tag title i was right I'm sorry, but I was right. Did you hear yourself? Yeah, I did. You hear yourself? I heard it. Uh, number number one. I still want the point. I said two or three. <laughs> Tony, oh, yeah, you fucker. Me to think of you, a dumbass. Five. So three, three. <laughs> we really, I thought we, we made it an hour without Dan. Now we're fucked. This is why we need him. We can only last an hour without him. What, holding it together? Yeah. Who was the first NWA TNA Triple Crown Champion? Ooh. What what does that consist of? The NWA World's title, the X Division title, and the tag title. Because the Legends title did not exist until proper TNA. Nobody cares! I, so I, who was is the is, first man, NWA I, TNA you, triple yeah, crown? Yeah, I we're both wrong. No, yeah, AJ. So do I. We're wrong. It's not AJ. I, I, you've asked. AJ. You've asked this before, and um, I and I've answered it, AJ. I think all the time. It's like it's not. It's that's not the answer. Daniels. It's some. It stupid, might be Christopher you know? Daniels. It might be Christopher Daniels. No disrespect to Christopher Daniels. That's not something stupid. You guys both got a point. It's AJ Styles. Yeah, let's go. It, AJ won the inaugural X Division. He All won right. the tag team on the hey. fourth pay per view with hey. Jerry Lynn, and he won sure? the world title off of Jeff Jarrett sure? on the twenty third like, pay per view. I, I are you sure though? We're just about yes, to make I'm, sure. I, I'm just saying fuck? you did get one wrong. Yeah, I mean right. the, fir- the first the first question was. What the fuck is my Twitter handle? If you don't know how the hell we supposed to be? No, I'm asking y'all motherfuckers what's my Twitter handle. Jeff if got a biscuit from an old AJP. If you think I'm going to get any form of AJ Styles. Well, all right. Oh, yeah, I get that one. Off. I get that one. All right, all right, all right, all right. I even gave you the weekly paper. I'll let it go. Numbers. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Bro, right. what nobody watching those weekly pay-per-views, man? I didn't even all have right. a cable at that time. What are we time. looking at? Are we dropping a deuce here? Did you pick three? We dropping a deuce. Oh. We dropping a deuce, and it's going to be closest. Just closest. Not, not closest, not going over. And I'm up one. You are up one. It's two one, Tony. All right. How many world tag team championships do the Dudley slash Team 3D have in all major companies? ECW, WCW, WWE, TNA, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the NWA. Sorry. I forgot about the NWA. No, that's the serious question. What? One more time? Dudleys were in New Japan. I threw it in there as something that were me- that they may okay, or may so not have had. No. Okay, so that means no. Uh, 
And I'm going to also say this, if people actually watched TNA, it was in their titantron how many world tag team championships they held together. Well, you, you, if people actually watched TNA, so there you go. Tunney says 29, Platt said 20. I think I won because it's more than 25. He it went over 23. though. 23. Oh, son of a biscuit, we're over. tied! You could go over. You just had to be closer. It was just whoever was closer. <clears throat> so, I mean, even then, you still okay, were closer. Okay, is right. He did win the. They did win the IWGP titles twice. By the way, damn. Win. We need a tiebreaker. Two thousand nine uh, TNA when they had the partnership with New Japan. Okay, got you, got you. Literally, yeah, bound for it, bound for glory was a ladder match. You got a tiebreaker. Okay, didn't uh, have cable in two thousand nine either, so. Yeah. But literally, I'm going to say this. In 2009 at Bound for Glory, they had the TNA titles and the we New believe Japan you. titles. We believe you. No, no. Who, no Do you have a tiebreaker? And Devon accidentally touched the fucking belt and it fell into his hands and he went, We're the tag champion. Nobody cares. Oh, I swear so to God, the, nobody gives the a shit. Plan. Who, Do we who, have who a tiebreaker? No one cares. Just real quick, who they, no one, they, who they, I care. Who they fucking face? Google it. It was it was a fatal four way tag match. Oh my god. Okay, nobody cares. Fatal so, four way. I mean, right. I'll just I'll just win because we tied and I'm in charge. So I mean, do we need a do we have a tiebreaker or what? What was the first year New Japan Pro Wrestling called the January fourth show Wrestle Kingdom? What was the year? AJ, were you born in the 1900s, sir? Were you born in the 1900s? Yes, when you were born. I cannot hear you over the music. Okay. <laughs> so what, what did you say? What do we got? I said, what year were you born? I got a question. What is your answer? That's the 1900s, sir. All I heard was 1900s. Okay, All right, so gotcha. what year? 1995. Uh, Tony, what do you say? 2004. Tony's the closest. It's actually 2007 because it was always called the January 4th special show. Up until then, Wrestle Kingdom, we are coming up to the 17th Wrestle Kingdom. Few things I like better than winning. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Also making this clear... I'm not doing a sexy voice message for any of you guys.
Why do you? What makes you think you can be like I have something? Make me think it's about trivia and think you can start talking about Seinfeld before I even start. A woman left a message on my phone machine the other day with kind of a breathy voice. No matter what a woman says, if it's in that breathy voice, you know, it, you have cancer. Really? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Stewardess could lean over and whisper in my ear, Would you put on your seatbelt? We're about to go into a mountain. And I would go, Really? Uh, so, what are you doing later by the ruptured remains of the fuselage? How about some peanuts over by the black box? I'll meet you there. I'd have been, I'd have been like, How about some peanuts over by the black box? But anyway, um, anyone for peanuts? Actually, nothing wrong with. Never mind. I'm not even going to. Well, I would, I would love to put my, in a in the. Never mind. Um, my favorite, my favorite line of the of the whole entire episode is, doesn't the fat fetish conflict with the minimalism? <laughs> Pop. Yes, yes, it should. So I love this episode, but you expect me to believe that Kramer and George, never up until this particular episode. Realized how attractive Julia Louise Dreyfus was. Well, you look at it this way: like Jerry is both of their best friend. Kramer, his best friend is Jerry. George's best friend is Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. Period. Right. So, to this point, it's kind of been like, well, Jerry used to date her, so it would be really awkward in the dynamic of our friendship. And they all love hanging out together, right? That's the whole. That that is what the series is about is the four of them together, right? And I think in the Do back they... of their heads because look at how hard it was for George to tell Jerry that he's attracted to Elaine. Do they love hanging out together or they just hang out together? Kind of like a like if no, you're because in prison I, look, no, and you be... make friends with people because you're you have a shared experience right now. Like no, you know what I mean? Do they at, really love hanging out together? Look at the outside people that they make friends with and then they end up not wanting to hang out with them because it's not like hanging out with the four of them together. Do you know what I mean? That happens okay. a lot yeah, throughout yeah. the series. Like they don't really That's true. I mean, except for Bob Sacamano <laughs> <laughs> We never see but you know what I'm saying? Like the only outside or Keith Hernandez. The, well, but the only long-lasting outside relationship outside of the four of them is Kramer and Newman. That's it. Otherwise, it's all related. None of them have long-lasting friendships outside of the foursome. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. That's fair. But uh, it, but it was funny to me because that's how dudes are. Like you know what I mean? I, I feel like we've all had that friend where I don't know what happened. Maybe you saw her in a dress or. You saw her twerk, whatever the case may be, and you looked at her in a different light. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just a really dude in high school, thing. In high school, me, DP, Satchel McFlippins, and um, uh, a very good-looking uh, sophomore that was with us in that class, we all did our homework together. We all did a fourth of the homework. We had study hall the class before. This is for chemistry. Go figure. Um, and, mm. and, we would sh- and we would share our answers for homework, so we only had to do a fourth of it, right? But... And in all honesty, we we would kind of explain to each other why we got to that, or a DP would explain to all of us why he got there. Um, I never did my fourth; I just copied because DP always did the whole thing. But one day she wore a yellow sundress, and I'm just like, "Well, well, 
Well, well, well, well, well, well. Let me put, well. A, let me put yeah, a book in that... front of me before I stand up. Did you, did you know <laughs> that I am the number one pitcher as a sophomore on the varsity baseball team? <laughs> you know, shit like that starts coming uh, out of your mouth. Yeah. I'm no school administrator, but I think there's an extension program going on. Mm. Mm. Ew. Anyway, there but that's a, that's a great point. And isn't this kind of episode a little bit different than everything we've seen already? Because it's more of an interaction between the four of them centrally and, and, and mainly as opposed to each one of them interacting outside of what's going on. That's a good point, man. I never thought about it, but that's an that's an interesting point. And I'm racking my brain, brain rather while I'm talking, trying to find something that I can say to – I don't – Right. You just said it's 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 I really can't. so to break it down in some in, in a in a in a more simplistic term, it's very rare when the central storyline of Seinfeld revolves around all four characters. Yes. Right. I already said I agree with you. You didn't No no no, but I, I I felt <laughs> no 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 I wasn't explaining it to you. I felt like I said it as mumble jumble and wanted to say it in a better way. So AJ what did you think about all this going on? Because I always love your perspective of someone who is still has uh, the rest of their life ahead of them as opposed to Platt and I. Um, <laughs> what, what did you think? Because you're always, you're always challenged to connect. You're always more challenged to connect to this because of your age. And that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm going to say this because, I mean, you even saw me say before we even got started on the topic that I was I actually like this episode because in my opinion this is the most this is the most common thing that can happen in a friend group where there might be that one flirty friend so that you so, goes off sure. and like I'm going to let you I'm going to let you go I'm going to let you go on for as long as you want remember where you're at but I think what you're mm -hmm. saying is this is finally a problem that most transcends time that they've had yes because maybe maybe kramer and george didn't see elaine in this light but after hearing this message and it sounds steamy and hot and sexy then it's like ooh, wait 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 hey wait a minute hold on and let me let me just put this napkin right here maybe a pillow maybe i can't hear you dick too loud but that happens to literal every friend group whenever there's a girl that comes into the uh, picture and if she knows that this can happen and not like a thing happening but like she's getting this attention oh we're pushing the whole nine yards that's what she's gonna do the entire way and that's exactly what elaine does and it works perfectly as to Something that happens in a lot of sitcoms where not everything is, like, a thing that could happen to someone personally, but this one's one that everyone, I'm pretty sure, has been in this situation. So I want to I wanna, I wanna do two things here, and, and I don't want you to get mad at me. I, I love your perspective, and I love exactly what you see, but you and I see it differently because we're different ages. And Elaine was trying to be funny and make a joke she did not want any part of this she at the end you can see her like you can see i'm out of here at the guys. even yeah. jerry she's done with jerry at that to the to her these are three asexual 
beings that she just likes to spend time with that she feels comfortable around. She gets them. They get her. She feels unjudged hanging out with them to me. I can get what you're saying, and, and to a degree that could be true in, in a sense, but at the same time, like, this was totally – she didn't want to – and, Platt, how about the hair cream and the Chinese delivery guy? <laughs> I love oh the Chinese God. delivery guy. He puts his feet up, picks up the magazine, and just makes himself at home. No telling what he said to George. And I mean, I I, I feel George, man, because we've all bought, like, you know, dick pills from the gas station or whatever the case I, may I have be. Not. Oh, you yeah, bought I was about something, to say, no. But you bought some bullshit that was supposed to enhance either your appearance or your performance or something like that, nope. and it turned out to be complete horse shit. Nope, You're lying. Man. You had I, to. I'm not. I'm not even talking just sexually. Just you, you, you bought lifts in your shoes or something, or you brought no. some Reebok pumps because you thought no. it was gonna make you jump higher. So no, no. Okay, cool. But go. I, I know I didn't. That's why but my just my hairline looks like this. Would you maybe Oof. you need to get China on the phone, sir? <laughs> no, but uh, real quick, man, just uh, kind of doubling back to what AJ said because I kind of feel where you were coming from, sir, because. Most men have been in that situation where you have a friend and you're just friends. You know, you, there might be an attraction there, but you're just friends. And then something happens and it, it, it changes the dynamic, not necessarily for her, but for you. So then you start to like, I'm I'm coming from George's perspective here. So you start to question, well, is she not like me? Does she like me? Does she want to yes. get down? Yeah, when Kramer had the, the camcorder and he was going around and they were playing around doing the, the porno the thing. Porno, yeah. yeah, clearly Elaine was just I'm, playing I'm around. This is pre... Maybe this might not be the first it, time. You know what? This is pre... Is this pre-Buck Naked or was this post-Buck Naked? No, this is pre. You talking okay. about shrinking, right? Yeah, that's too bad. No, because, no, 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 no. I'm talking about when George said he was a... One of the other things, George was like, "No, I'm a porno actor. My name's Buck Naked. I think that's down the yeah, road." Yeah, yeah, no, this is this. That's coming. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's coming. Yeah, it is. But, nice. but you yeah, know it what is. But yeah, it's happened. coming. Yeah, Buck Naked's coming. You yeah. bet she is. But, but Buck Naked's happened. always coming. Take a fucking lap. But <laughs> something happened in the mind of the man that kind of changed the dynamic of the relationship or the friendship, rather. And now he's looking at everything she does. Like, is she flirting with me? I kind of want to shoot my shot, but I'm kind of awkward and don't really know how to shoot my shot because she is a friend and I don't want to ruin the friendship. I feel like every man has been there. And the funny thing is it was all in his head. And, and typically it is all in our heads. Not all the time, though. That's not true. Not all the time. Yeah, it happens to everyone. I, I know Tony will be like, no, that's never happened to me. <laughs> I'm just I'm telling keeping, the truth. I'm what? Keeping, God damn it. Total BS. No, Come, it's happened to everybody. Come what? on. What? 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 I, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I still got Steve Weiser. What? No, but it was just funny because I mean this was uh this is why the, this is you know reason eight hundred and fifty why this show is so dope because you can understand it from a dude's perspective because we're all dudes and you get where they're coming from but the way that they flipped it at the end and you see it from Elaine's perspective and Tony that's what you were talking about like she was literally just telling a joke to her friend that's why she told to George silly. right away that's why she told yeah. George right away she's like she wanted to let yeah. she wanted to let him she was so proud of what she did as as a comedic kind of thing 
to kind of get one over on Jerry. She she needed to tell George because she needed to share it with someone. That's why you know that's how you know it's a joke. If it wasn't a joke, it would have been about her wanting to be with Jerry again. But the line about, you know, uh what was it? How how I put my tongue all over you like a snake. <laughs> wrap my wrap my tongue around all over you like a snake. Yeah. Woo. But as a dude, of course, you going to take it all the way left cuz that's what we do. Oh, especially George. <laughs> especially George, but George is like a everyman. Isn't that kind of his his purpose of no, the show? No, George has already been pronounced as he is literally Larry David, and Larry David is not an everyman. I, okay, that's fair. I was going to say he also <laughs> is Larry David. Yeah, but okay, fair. Okay. AJ, you have any last thoughts? We'll let you get the last lick in here. Uh, this was actually an enjoyable episode, in my opinion. Like I said, with my with my thoughts, it's something that can happen to literal anyone in any group. And this is, as soon as you're in middle school or high school, that is your thought process of a certain girl that comes into the friend group and you accidentally see them in, like, a bikini or something a little more revealing and you're like, wait, 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 what? So this was one of the more personal episodes that I can appreciate. All right, gentlemen, we are about a third of the way through this season. There's 23 episodes. That was episode eight. So we are just over a third of the way through. We do have a double episode. Episode 17 and 18 is the boyfriend. So that's maybe a month or two away, two months away or so. We're going to double up on that one. But until then, the next episode is the nose job. And I'm going to start giving these very brief synopsis of what we're going to cover the next week. The nose job, November 20th, 1991. Jerry muses over whether to let his brain or his libido rule him in affairs of the heart, while George dates a woman, obviously, with a large nose. I I threw in the obviously as a little bit of commentary. I do believe... It's funny, I always thought this was one of the first season episodes. I'm pretty sure this is the one where Jerry has the brain, he's playing chess against himself in some kind of dream, and the helmet on the other side. So, looking forward to that. But the tape was definitely better than I thought it would have been. Looking back, I enjoyed it more now than ever, and I would put it in the top half of Seinfeld episodes ever. Agreed, because it's so relatable from a from a dude's perspective, and I love the twist at the end where we get it from the female's perspective, and she's looking at these dudes like they're creeps, and it's like, we're buddies. What the hell are y'all doing? I gotta go. So, yeah, I agree. All right, gentlemen. It's been a great show. Go ahead, Chris. Let us know what's going on with you. Hey, man, y'all can catch me on Twitter at the Real C Plaid. Uh, more importantly, uh, just keep supporting the chair shot, man, and everything that we've got going on. Make sure you go vote for the bandwagon nerds. Your boy is in the finals for the earthly villains. I can't tell you which one I am because I feel like that's cheating, but just go support bandwagon nerds. Listen to the show, support our poll. It, it, it's literally one of the best podcasts that you're not listening to if you're not listening to it. And if you do listen to it, go back, tell a friend to tell a friend and bring three people with you and just support all things we got going. Share shot, man. It, this really is your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion and analysis. So support everything we're doing, all the great shows we have, all the, the, the writing and all that shit that we got going on. And apparently we're doing a, a top 100 wrestlers in sequential order. So support that bullshit, too, because apparently I am uh, involved with it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we all are. Uh, You're supposed to me, complain behind the scenes, Platt, and put it over in front of the oh, people. Oh, come on, that's not Platt, and we know it. You heard the man. Ah, uh, you can find me at PhenomenalAJBAJB in all caps. You can also find anything ChairShot related on thechairshot.com. Like Platt said, we have a bunch of shows. We also have a bunch of articles, not just about professional wrestling. We also got sports and entertainment and, of course, sports entertainment. Go read up on your wrestling reviews, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, whether it's Rampage, Dynamite, Dark, whatever. You'll see it. You'll also see a bunch of things involving entertainment like music and everything else in between. You want to listen to it? You want to read it? All one-stop shop. All he was cutting his best in. chair shot promo ever, and you interrupted and, him. And then I stepped on you it. Did. I mean, it was, I he, like, he, like, you did. Like, he, like, I, it was, was really, that was really that was good. Money. That was really yeah, good. that was money. Seriously, I was ready to just was be money. like, I'm PC Tony, see you later, but now you're talking, so go ahead. No, just all jokes aside, man, I'm just lazy. But the the top 100 wrestlers with the chair shot, it's going to be a really <laughs> He's cool so concept. so worried about man. it. We're going to get a lot you're of You're so worried about it. Okay, fine. I'm you. And you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do one more thing for a plug. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I alluded to it before. Not just Stone Cold IPA. I got something going around the horizon, but I'm going to make sure that I uh, spice up a little bit of a deal with a buddy of mine. I have a buddy who works at a brewing company, and if you're in the Boston area, and I'm going to try to make sure that we get some beers of theirs shipped over to everyone DWI-related, check out Clown Shoes IPA. They got different IPAs, different things. They have amazing artwork. You can get it delivered. They're in the Boston area, so if you are in the Boston area, you'll find it right away. All right. Well, we got to talk about that. We'll make that happen. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Also, follow at It's Me DPP. Next week, I think, is going to be a really cool show. I think DP is going to be ready to go. He's going to be in his new spot. So we love him. We miss him, and we can't wait to see what's going on with him as the relocation of the Thunderdome is in full effect until then follow everything chair shot radio network on all of your favorite streaming platforms check out the chairshot.com always use your head prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and i just want to let you guys know that you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as d w Chairshot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.